Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. On today's episode, we have Lisa from She Soars Digital on, and you guys are not going to want to miss this episode. One of our most asked questions or I guess how-tos when we ask how we can help people is how to get exposure. And you hear this time and time again, but the best way to get exposure is through your SEO, your search engine optimization. And that is like over so many of our heads because it's so digital and so computer-based. And just when we're artists, that's not always where our head is best, (laughs) is our digital footprint. And so we have Lisa on today. And you guys, she answers every single one of our questions we ask about SEO. She also fills us in on how you can work with her, how she can help you. She does everything from building your website to running your SEO to SEO courses everything. So you need to check her out. She's at SheSourceDigital on Instagram. And then on her website, it's SheSourceDigital.com. You guys are, again, not going to want to miss this episode start to finish. She gives us so many good nuggets to help our businesses. We hope you love her. We hope you find her information as valuable as we did. And we can't wait to have her on again. And we hope a lot of you go work with her. Thanks for being on, Lisa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Small Business Sisters. We're so excited to have Lisa from She Soars Digital with us today. She is going to talk all about SEO, which I know you've probably heard that it's such a buzzword right now, but we're going to find out, we're going to unpack it and find out why it's so important and how Lisa is an SEO genius and can help us all get our websites, you know, SEO friendly. So, welcome, Lisa. We're so glad you're here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Nice to talk to both of you. Oh my gosh, it's so fun to have you here. I met Lisa kind of through like the chain of Batavia people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jamie Sam probably, I feel like she always has a hand in that. But then I actually did one of your, um, I guess, I don't know if it was a course, what you did at the chamber, Mm -hmm. Batavia Chamber of Commerce meeting. And it was just so helpful. So I'm so excited to talk to you about that today. But so will you tell us a little bit about your business and how you kind of, have you always done that or how did you get started? No, I started out as a blogger and I launched that in 2009. So actually the really uh, early days of blogging. And I did that. I quickly learned how to monetize, even though it started as a hobby, of course. And then in 2013, I quit my full-time job to become a blogger full-time. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. This is when influencers became a thing, started becoming a thing, and I realized I didn't really want to put my life on display. So I was like, I need to pivot because I like this, but I don't like it. I I never wanted Mm -hmm. to be the product, I guess. So Uh, I started working with other bloggers and teaching them how to monetize get advertisers, affiliate marketing, all of that. And then in 2017, we moved out here um, to the west suburbs of Chicago. 
And I went to a women's networking meeting, a small business networking meeting. And I was going to talk about that, how I helped bloggers. But then I went in and there were all these great women, many of them I still know and talked to. Jamie Sam was there. <laughs> and But there were a ton of women who were like, who have these great business ideas, great small businesses, and had no websites or no social media presences. So at that point, I kind of, I just switched because I'd been doing all of it um, in different capacities. Um, but really, I launched this business in 2018 and haven't looked back. So I started doing websites for small businesses. I did social media consulting that I don't really do anymore and um, search engine optimization um, and a little bit of digital marketing. So yeah, that's how I got here. That's awesome. Those are all things that like make my head spin a little bit. So I love <laughs> that there are people called to do that. Um, so as a small business owner, we all recognize what SEO is because we're told it's really important. And you just said it's search engine optimization. Now yeah. for the people that are newer into the blogging sphere, the small business sphere, how would you explain search engine optimization uh, as a, at a level that all of us would understand? The most basic way to think of search engine optimization, which is really a beast of a term, is it's, it's what you search for on Google. So if you, if you think about your business, and I know, Jenny, we talked about this um, example before, but Jenny sells candles in Batavia. Candles in Batavia is a keyword. And I think, sorry, SEO is made up of keywords. So when you're searching on Google, we call those keywords where, for whatever reason, normal people don't talk like that. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's what you're searching for or what you want people to search for to find you. So we call them keywords. And I think what makes that harder to digest is that it's not one word. It's usually at this point, it's going to be a phrase because, um, Christina, you have a t-shirt shop, but if you were to just put t-shirts in Google, who's going to come up? Like every t-shirt maker, there's billions of options. So you want to use keywords to narrow that down so Mm -hmm. that, um, when people search for one phrase, they know you're going to come up, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the big thing is always think of it as a phrase, not a word. It's it's not a word anymore for any okay, of us. Okay, so is there like a too long of a phrase though? Is there like a, a number of words you should aim for? No. Um, okay. <laughs> because you want to hit lots of different options. Um, so maybe they're searching for candles in Batavia if they're local, but, um, I just know this cause I bought one. Maybe someone is searching for a Schitt's Creek candle and I know there's mm-hmm. issues with, uh, using terms, but if people search for Schitt's Creek candle, that would be another term you could possibly come up for. for. Okay. Um, so it's. You're never going to rank for just one keyword, keyword phrase. And the more you have, the better. 
You know, so So one of our most popular, when we say like, how can we help when we do those question boxes on our Instagram, one of the most common ones we get is exposure. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to get exposure now, um, whether you do ads or on social media or just word of mouth is exposure. But one of the main things, at least for an Etsy owner like myself or Jen, who uses WooCommerce and has um, can do SEO tags. One of the best ways to get exposure from people you don't already have engagement with is through that SEO. Mm-hmm. And so where, like, what is, for all of our people saying, I just want exposure, where's the best place to start that? Oh, great question. Mm-hmm. Uh the first thing I would do is make a list of phrases that describe what you do or what you sell and be as specific as possible. Um, I, I know Etsy can be a little different, but they use actually the same SEO ideas that a WooCommerce, a WordPress, anything else uses. Um, Mm -hmm. You're just also competing against people in Etsy. But Google Mm -hmm. will still send traffic directly to you um, when you hit those keywords. So start with a list. And one thing you can do, um, the most basic way you can do research, take your business, think about what do you sell? What do you think about when you think about your business? How do you want people to find you? And just do a basic Google search. See what comes up. See where your page lands. Um, mm. Ideally, you want to be on page one. That's what everybody's working toward. Mm-hmm. But even if you're on page 10, it's okay because you can keep working on that keyword. So again, if it's Candles and Batavia, and that's not on your website now, you would want to add that to your website. And it doesn't necessarily, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So like, all right, so you think of your search terms. Now, what do you do with those? Like, where do you put them on your website? They have to, those exact key phrases need to be on your website somewhere? Yes and no. So Google's going to take out the word in it's going to say that's a non-word. So it's going to be candles, Batavia. I know your website says candles, right? All over the place. So you've got that covered. And I assume it says Batavia. But one thing I do with a lot of the sites I design is I set up service areas, which is a great way at at the bottom, you'll see a lot of websites like plumbing websites, any type of service website that'll say, we have customers in the following locations. And the reason they do that is so if someone's looking for a plumber in Naperville, oh, the word Naperville appears on this website. Google says this must be a plumber in Naperville, right? So the same thing with Candles and Batavia. You don't necessarily need that phrase, but ideally your website would say Batavia on there somewhere. It would say maybe Geneva, St. Charles, local areas, so that you're coming up locally um, when people are doing the local searches. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I have a question about the, like, uh, when people search, like, candles near me. Do I have to have the words near me? Um, Or or it just knows, like, based on their geolocation that I've written Batavia or whatever on my site? Or how does that work? 
So the next best thing you can do for your business is make sure you've set up a Google My Business profile, which is huge. Um, really, if you listen to this and you, and you do one thing, uh, set up your Google My Business profile. Because okay. on there, you can set a location area, even if you don't have a physical location. So mine's a physical area. It shows up as a circle. Here are the areas I serve. And that is going to tell Google for those candles near me, SEO near me. That's exactly what Google's going to look for. Okay, this okay. person is searching from St. Charles, this person says they provide SEO and they are 10 miles away. It's their service area. Here we go. This is a hit. All of my Texas okay. people listening are like, what are all these towns? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. It's okay. I mean, it doesn't matter, uh, but she's basically Liberty saying Hill. towns. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty Hill, Bertram, Burnett. It's actually, Santa yeah, Juno. Batavia, Geneva, St. Charles are like, Liberty Hill, Georgetown, Cedar Park. Look at look at me knowing your yes, town, Jenny. <laughs> what big you. city are you near, Christina? Austin. Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it would be the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. Take out in Austin or include Austin. Always include yeah. your big city if you can, and then yeah. add those smaller cities for sure. I I love that you said like the best takeaway from this. If you're going to do one thing, because a lot of us get overwhelmed with big pictures, but if you're going to do one thing. Go to Google My Big Business Profile, which I just typed that in Google, and it brought me right up to a, like, it's free. You just yeah. do all of the things. So if you're listening, that's a good I practical takeaway, especially for, like, okay, so my shirts ship everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as focused on you have to be local to me, but, like, my brick and mortar, Jen's brick and mortar, people who sell, like, my business partner sells signs that people don't always want to ship. Those are really important to make sure your your Google location is on there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I have a uh, well, I have three Google my businesses cuz I have Wilson Street Mercantile, uh Light and Pine and then Illuminate Space and what's so helpful about that when you have multiple cuz people know me either at, they're either searching Illuminate Space or they think of me as like light and pine. So like, because I didn't have an Illuminate Space Google my business for a long time. Um, but I feel like maybe you told me that at the Chamber of Commerce thing that you should because, I mean, technically they're both businesses. So even yep. though I don't have a, it's my workshop permanent location, but having that to direct people to then that find my site is so helpful. And I have noticed that makes a big difference the Google My Business. Yeah. For so, local traffic, it's huge. Yeah. Okay. So I have a two-part question for you. Okay. Let's say, okay, someone's like, I always tell somebody pick something to focus on for this month in your business. So if someone chooses, S I want exposure. So SEO is going to be what I focus on this month. They come to you, they take your course. Mm-hmm. And now they're implementing it on their site, which they've learned everything from you. How part, part one of my question is how long does it take usually to see positive results, like starting to see more people come to your site? And my second part to that is then how often should you play around with them or do you just leave them forever? Good questions. The first one is SEO typically takes four to six weeks to start seeing a return. But one thing you can do 
well, let me back up just a little bit. So a lot of people will build websites, but don't know that you can submit your website directly to Google. So there's another free product called Google Search Console. If you're not using that, you should set that up for your business. Um, And of, of course, they're all separate products. Thankfully, they're all free. But through Google Search Console, you can submit your website directly to Google so that they will process it. Now, if you have if you've been around for a while, Google will have found your website. That's that's not a problem. But if you're making SEO changes, if you're adding new products to your shop, anytime you make a big change on your website, you can go resubmit those pages through Google Search Console so that you can kind of speed up the Google, the Google finding you process. So hopefully instead (laughs) of four to six weeks, maybe you're starting to see some of those changes in two to four weeks. It's a super easy thing. um, And most people don't know it's there because it's so weird. I, I can't even tell you why it's there other than for submitting your pages directly to Google. And it also has the benefit of telling you, it can tell you some of the terms people are searching for to find you. Um, okay. Yes. Because I, I have a Google search console because mm-hmm. when you told us to set it up, but then here's where then I, okay, so I have it, yep. but it, it is like gibberish when I go, like, how do you, what would be something that you actively want to look at? Like sometimes, cause you'll get an email report at the end of the month and I'll see like, oh, people were searching, um, Candle, well, dough bowl candles are like one of my biggest searches. And then it'll be like how to refill a dough bowl candle. Okay. But then I don't know, like, should I be looking at other data? I don't know how to like understand the console. <laughs> <laughs> or is that something you do? Like a prof- you have a professional, professional help you navigate it. <laughs> Honestly, after all this time, I, to be quite to be quite honest and fully transparent, there's not a lot you can do with Google Search Console. But <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better actually, because <laughs> I always look at it and I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> no, it's it should be combined with another product. But the ability to submit your web pages directly to Google is amazing, um, and okay. it's worth its weight in gold in terms of a tool people should use but don't necessarily know it's there. Okay. Uh, What's the product it should be, it should go with that you said? Uh, probably just analytics. Okay. Um, they're all, they're all similar. You could okay. also throw Google My Business in there too, because they're all tools small business owners should be using. Okay. But it's overwhelming that they're all different tools. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I can real fast, just talk about why I'm only talking about Google it's because Google is still queen, if you will. It's women's queen, yes. it's women's day. <laughs> and it's women's day. <laughs> and most like over 95% of search traffic is still through Google. So when mm-hmm. I talk about search engines, you can do this with other search engines, but you really want to pay the most attention to Google. That's where your traffic is going to come from. So Microsoft actually does have similar tools. And frankly, I don't usually use them because so little traffic comes from Bing or or 
whatever they're doing these days. Um, so yeah. focus what little time you have as small business owners on Google. On Google. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. For sure. Because Etsy is its own search engine and Pinterest is its own search engine. But really, mm-hmm. Google is queen. 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 Yes. <laughs> She's the queen bee. <laughs> Um, okay, so then did you answer part two of how often should you play around with your SEO? No, I forgot what it was. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I was like, did I miss that? <laughs> no. So when you have kind of like Jenny was talking about in her Google Search Console report or Google My Business will also send you a monthly report and it will tell you some of those things um, people have searched for that have brought you to their website to your website. What I recommend then is looking at those phrases because you know that uh, people are frequently searching for them. See where they are on your website. Sometimes they won't even be on your website. It's it's kind of strange, and then sprinkle them through there or. Beef up your content. So those candles you were talking about, Jenny, what what were those? Mm-hmm. The Dobo candles? Yeah. Or as mm-hmm. I call them, Dobo candles. <laughs> Dobo candles. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought you were saying. It's <laughs> 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 like, that's not cool. Thank um, you. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, no, they're the wooden bowl candles. Yeah. They're like trendy in decor world. So I think that's why the phrase Dobo you know, yeah. Comes out maybe so you much. should do maybe you should do wooden bowl candle though, because for dummies, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this sounds stupid, but like you're you're right. Your like target market might not know, and so like when That's I true. if I see a shirt, okay, sidetrack. If I see a shirt that I like on Instagram, but have no idea like what boutique I saw it on or uh, like what basically that what boutique I saw it on, I'll like remember what it looked like in my head. Go to Google and be like. Uh, vintage plaid yellow shirt, and I swear it always the the shirt I was looking for always comes up in the Google images. Um, yeah, because I'm just describing what it looks like. And again, that's good okay. search engine optimization. Whoever owns the <laughs> shirt, right? Put put in all of those details about it. But that's what I mean about yep. your doble candles is if somebody doesn't know it's actually called a doble. Okay, I saw this thing at the store and it was a wooden bowl with a candle in it. So like that's searching. That's a good point. That's a good point. And Sorry you can, if I offended anybody saying they were dummies. No. <laughs> I would never. No, I thought you were talking about yourself. <laughs> I thought, no. And that's what I would search for too is a wooden bowl candle because I wouldn't know the specific term. But one thing you can also do on top of that, which is a great SEO practice, is search for the name of that bowl on Google uh, and see what else comes up. Because that's going to tell you what other people are looking for. Oh, that's so smart. So like when you're typing in Google's autofilling... Yeah, you should look at like what is out of oh, that's really helpful. Yeah, those are keywords as well. So okay, and those are going to be the most popular ones. Um, so so it doesn't have to be okay. So let's let's just use doble candles and as an example again. Do I have to have all those phrases on the doble listing or just somewhere on my site that then 
Google will pull my site for people, not necessarily going to that listing. Or does it all need to be on that listing? Somewhere on your site. Okay. But what I would recommend for that is one thing that I tell people that often freaks them out is that you can't have too many words on your website. And so if you can add a sentence or add a paragraph with my wooden bowl candles are amazing, <laughs> you know, where you can naturally I'm totally add going it. to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> but where you can naturally add text like that, that is adding okay. keywords because you know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to add all this weird text. And you can definitely tell when a website has been SEO'd because there'll be random sentences like out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend doing that at all, but expand how you can in a natural way. So talking about wooden dough bowl (laughs) <laughs> candles that's a that's a mouthful you're gonna say double it's like christina yeah wooden bowl it's, hard to say. Yeah. it's hard to say <laughs> wooden bowl candles is is a natural fit for you so mm-hmm. instead of calling it its official name use one example of calling it a wooden bowl candle and then okay. you've expanded okay. your search engine reach for that product oh that's so helpful okay so once you have, you've dedicated time to learning SEO, you have it set on your website, how often do you recommend reevaluating it? Every (laughs) year, every six months, if you're selling, leave it alone. Like what's the wisest thing to do? I don't think there is a set number. What I recommend is watch where your pages are at on Google. So Mm. One thing to remember is that nobody's website, every page is going to be on the first page of Google. So decide what is the most important to you. You know, what are one or two products? What are your best sellers? You want people Mm. to see you when they're searching for them. Beef up the content for those items, Um, meaning add lots of words. Remember, the words aren't for people. We aren't going to read them, and that's okay. The words are for Google. Um, Just don't make them gibberish. And then... The words are for the queen. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The queen needs to see what's there. (laughs) And and the rest of us, it doesn't matter. But then then as you get your monthly reports, it's going to tell you, are you going up in the rankings? If you're going up, look at those pages again. See if there's anything else you can do. If you like it, Keep it. Remember, it takes time, mm-hmm. you know, and also look at your competitors. When you search for wooden bowl candles, are there other small businesses you're competing with? What do their descriptions look like? Um, don't copy them, obviously, but how long are they? How in-depth are they? Are they, are they talking about it in a way that you haven't thought of? Um, okay, that's helpful. Do you have any, uh, and maybe you teach this in your class, so if you do, just say, like, I teach that. Um, Do you have a formula of some sort of how to write a description? Like, it should have how to use this item, like, what it feels like, any any sort of formula for that, or just talk about the item? 
I don't have a formula. Maybe I should come okay. up with one. Uh, no, the one <laughs> I thing you for that <laughs> is the one thing I do talk about a lot with websites um, is think of it almost like a journalist: who, what, where, when, why, how. If you can answer those questions as they apply to your products, you're generally pretty good. Think of the questions people okay. will ask you and do ask you. I love this input because this is exactly what I teach on social media of mm. doing the who, what, when, where, why yep. of your brand. And so really you're just reusing content. Like if you've already put that in a listing, just pull that for your social media of like, why to buy this item? Exactly. Yes. Batching. Hello. That's so good. We are all about making it easier Repurposing. Lisa, I would something I learned from you that may, has made such a difference is when you talked about the importance of the an about page, which mm-hmm. initially I thought an about page was just kind of like a throwaway page because who like wants to know about you? But you said it's like the most visited page, yeah, right? on most websites. So, yeah. So, like, what are some um, like what could someone go work on today and make sure their about page has? That helps SEO? Almost. Sorry. Approach it from the same way. The who, what, where, when, why, how. But from a business perspective. Talk about what you're selling. Where you got your start. Mm. Um, Because sometimes SEO, yes, is for Google. But I think about pages are often for people. And making that mm. personal connection. So you can obviously have your keywords in there. Jenny lives in blah, blah, blah. Her most popular item is these dough ball candles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add all these terms to my page. Dough ball, dough ball, they're, they're going to be so confused. Um, and... You know, you can tie and then you can link that to your page about these bowls. But really take the time and think about ways that people might connect to you. Um, So one example I always use, um, because I hear some people say, well, don't talk about like where you went to college. For me, I mean, I've been out of college like 20 years, but it was such a huge community. I went to the University of Michigan. I will always mention it because Michigan people are crazy people. So <laughs> that's um, I went to Texas A and M and they are very cult like as well. And if they would rather work with an Aggie than a not, so I do try exactly. to work it in there as well. Right. So if so, there are some things, colleges are like that. Yeah, absolutely. But there are tons of things in your lives. Like I would almost say the community in Batavia is very similar um, in a great way. So if there are communities you're a part of that you know are going to be important to people finding your business, mention them um, Ooh, that's again good. to to build that connection. Because um, I've gotten plenty of jobs from people who see Michigan and that is, they don't care about my credentials. They just <laughs> care where I went to college because it, it is yeah. a cult like uh, A&M. So Yeah. Think of the about page, tie in some of your big keywords, relist them on that page, link to those specific product pages on your website, but also write about you, make people care about you. Why do you care about your business? 
why should your business be important to them? So we have, they're leaving today knowing you're the most important tools you're giving them right now, right? The second are Google my business profile, Mm -hmm. setting up your service area. If you're a local company, Uh, Google search console was another tool. Are there any other tools that you are saying you must do this step? I'm going to take it back to Google My Business. Once they have that profile set up, start updating Google My Business. There are places where you can, you can basically write blog posts on Google My Business. You can regularly share products, pictures, anything you want. And mm-hmm. Google rewards people for interacting with Google. So yeah. the more you can it do on there. It almost looks like a... Like a little social media, like it almost Mm -hmm. looks like a little Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. And there are some tools you can use to post automatically to Google My Business when you're scheduling your Facebook and your Instagram and your Pinterest and everything else. So Mm -hmm. you can treat it that way, even though it's less, you don't have to interact with people as much. Yeah. Um, But yeah, (laughs) take the time to update Google My Business. Anything you can do for Google that's free and easy do it. They will reward you. Yes. Love that. Okay. So before we let you go, somebody's listening and they say, yes, this is what I need. I want to get my SEO up to date. I need help. How do they find you and what's uh, the best course or workshop or product that you offer that they can get started with? Or do you do like one-on-one if if you just want to bypass a course? (laughs) I do. Yes. You can find me on shesourcedigital.com. You can also find me on those social media handles. Whether or not I update is negligible. Um, <laughs> and uh, I do have a course about SEO for small business owners. I do sit down with a lot of people one-on-one um, where I will do the SEO for them. And I also I do a lot of website design um, and redesign And in my packages, I include SEO because I don't think you can have a website without SEO. Um, And a lot of people separate them. So I just want to say how important it is. Basically, as as my final thing, if you put up a website and don't tell Google it's there, it doesn't matter. Google won't find it. You need the SEO to bring people to your website, which is why it's such an important thing to focus on from day one. Yes, it's That's so, Im- so good. Yeah, you, your business can't grow. Sure, it can grow by word of mouth through social media, but if you're not getting those organic people just searching for cute spring t-shirt for friend's birthday, if yep. you can't you know, get those people from those searches to come check out your shop, I mean, you're missing out on a huge audience. Um, and it's what most of us are like, we would be doing so well if we just got exposure. So I'm going to encourage yep. everyone to go check out shesourcedigital.com. Start working with Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. You are a wealth of knowledge. We thank you for sharing your knowledge with us for free. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just helping small businesses because we know this is like a huge tackle piece, but it's one of the most important pieces to, to nail down for your business. So thank yep. you so much for being here. Thank you, Thank Lisa. you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Yay. That was fun. That was so helpful. Oh, She's so knowledgeable. My gosh. 
Let me tell you, the two most helpful podcasts, well, we've had quite a few, but the two most helpful to me that I cannot stop writing while they're talking <laughs> was you doing the budget. And, I think um, that's so funny, the budget thing. Oh my gosh. There's so many people, Jenny, that are still on Instagram being like, so does Jenny make a PDF of this yet? Or like, it's so oh. helpful. But then this one. I know she is so smart. I remember doing um, just her, just kind of like this. She did like a free course at the Chamber of Commerce meeting, but it's so practical and helpful because it take because don't you feel like SEO or websites in general like all that is so daunting. Daunting. Like it feels yeah. like what? Yeah. yeah. So her just giving super practical tips of like get your Google My Business. And Mm -hmm. write in phrases. Like, that seems so doable. When she said, like, how – let's see. She said, make a list of what you do or what you sell and be as specific as possible. Like, okay, so my husband's – Jenny knows this. He's in computers. So he thinks like SEO. Like, he thinks in those terms. And so for us to have a her that translates that for us of how to do it is – so important. But when you she puts it in terms like that, I can sit and write down like, well, what sets my pocket tees apart? Or what, you know, why would someone be searching for a wet bag? Um, or even headbands. I, like it's it's so helpful. And I, that's what I'm gonna that is what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna make sure obviously all the Google stuff is set up, but I'm just gonna write a list of what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's not like you have to create all this new content. That's like what you know about your product. And what I also was mind blowing was the connect between all of these things. You can make a master list of all of these things and then Okay, so you you put it all on your SEO one day, you schedule out a bunch of posts another day because you like you said, you're telling the who, what, when, where, how. Like I think we think of things much bigger than they actually are. That makes it just so much more doable, I think. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I have to spend time one time coming up with all this stuff and then I can use it. I can write an email from it, I can write posts from it, I can write mm-hmm. my SEO. Yeah. That's huge. Um, The other thing that I'm going to suggest, because I'm going to do it with you, Jenny, later, and I think everybody should find – they don't even have to be a friend in small business. Uh, Ask them, how would you search for my things? Because I think it helped, too, talking to you about the bowl because she and I don't work (laughs) with candles of like, well, we would search for wooden candle bowl or wooden bowl candle. Yeah, that's super helpful. And so to talk to someone that's not in your niche that doesn't know all of those – um, terms, you know, like when you're in your own little world of your making environment, jet, like even soy candles, like not everyone knows what a soy candle is. So like talk to somebody outside of your expertise because yeah, and see they, what won't, they, would call they won't it. use those terms that you know. Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. Helpful. I think that would be helpful. Oh. And again, you don't have to, obviously you could ask anybody that it doesn't have to be small business. Maybe I'll call Ellie. <laughs> Ellie would be a great Ellie, one. Ellie, how would you search for my shirts? Um, well, <laughs> we just appreciate it. I told Lisa this, but anybody who comes on here and gives away, like we talk all the time about valuing your time, valuing your expertise. And so anybody that's willing to come on and share their expertise, that is so nice. We're really and so generous. Yeah. Yes, just to help all of y'all feel less alone because SEO can be daunting and we all hear about it, but it just sounds way over our heads. And so if you're wanting to 
to do all the startups, like she was saying, and then go a little bit further. We highly encourage you to check out her website, check out um, Mm -hmm. who she is, what she has to offer, and utilize her services. Yes. And remember that we don't want to ever do small business life alone. We're better together. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.